everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Turn Up the Volumes. I'm Tori. And I'm Evelyn. And we are back for part two of Dearest Josephine by Caroline George. And we are so excited to dive into the ending of this book. We're excited to dive into a little bit deeper with the characters and just really talk about our feelings of the book as a whole and just kind of really get into it. So with that, where should we start? Do you think we should start with the ending? Yeah, I feel like it's good to start with the ending just because it's like the last podcast, if you tuned in, we discussed that this is a very unique uh, setup for a book. And just to reiterate what that means, I just wanted to mention it once, that the book is written kind of transcending through time. Like it's so it's like, present day and it also takes you back to the past when you're reading these old letters which also takes you to reading a novel that was written by the same guy in the past so it's kind of confusing but as long as you're reading along uh, and paying attention to the headings it's uh, easy enough to keep up and the ending is pretty revealing of the novel that you're reading within the novel that's <laughs> this is very confusing if you did not listen to the first podcast okay so the ending is very revealing of what happens in the novel, within the novel, and what happens in Elias's life in the past, in the 1800s. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that is where we are currently. I have brought you back up to date. <laughs> Let's dive in. <laughs> yeah, so if you haven't finished the book, uh, obviously spoilers for this part, but basically the last couple sections of the book... Uh, the last couple chapters, we come to find out that Oliver, who is this guy that Josie has been talking to, he said that he has feelings for her. She's not really sure how she feels about that. And she comes to find out that the missing chapters of the book that she was reading that Elias wrote were written by Oliver specifically for her so that she could continue to read about Elias and his work and his fictional life. And we kind of just, I don't know, it didn't sit well with me personally. Um, (laughs) And also, like, I understand this man putting a lot of work, but he's like... They're like kids, you know, like they're 18 to 20 years old and they're just like really stressing me out with all this, these big romantic gestures. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. Yeah, I find, I I don't know about you, but I find now when I'm reading a book and the character says, and I'm 17, I'm like, "Mm, closed, Mm. don't care about (laughs) (laughs) it. I need to read a big girl book. Like somebody who's older, like Mm -hmm. I just have a harder time relating obviously the hunger games that we went through in Katniss was younger but she kind of got older as it went along and I think that was an exception I will obviously read books that have people who are younger than me in it but Mm -hmm. I prefer to read about people who are a little bit older than me Mm -hmm. um, because it's hard not to cringe at things that younger people do and like you said you know I'm torn because Oliver clearly has feelings for Josephine or Josie 
and mm-hmm. you know writing a completing a novel that you didn't actually start and matching up with the voice that was already like set in stone is a pretty big task I think and it mm-hmm. definitely is a, a huge grand gesture and honestly if somebody wrote a book for me I'd be like let's get married I'm already married but like <laughs> yeah If somebody wrote a book for me, I would instantly be like, red flag, and jump ship. I would be so triggered. I'd be like, I'm sorry, you're too clingy, you have to go. Um, <laughs> I I couldn't I couldn't deal with that, and that's why I think I cringed so much when I found out that part of the book. I was like, this is too much. Because, like, he had to sit there tirelessly. Like, I could just picture him in his room, a dark room, with the glow of his laptop on his dry eyeballs as he's mm-hmm. typing away this historical manuscript for for Josie so that she can have this satisfactory ending of this bizarre fantasy that she's having of did she time travel, did she not? You know what I mean? It's just I want to like it. I know. I, part of me is glad he did write an ending because I think we did get the ending we wanted for Josie and Elias. Um, for ourselves personally. <laughs> um, and, but obviously we know that through Elias's letters, he didn't end up with Josephine. He settled for the, his best friend's sister, Lorelai, who just basically cried herself into a relationship with him. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And I don't know. I just felt very unsettled by the ending. I felt like it just tried to do too many things at once. And obviously we're dealing with three different forms of writing. So there's like kind of three different endings. Um, Yes, hard to keep up. It's very hard to keep up. And it's, I found it disappointing personally. It's depressing. I think reality is depressing. And I think it was kind of showing you just the cold hard truth about life bringing you back mm-hmm. down to reality because Josie was living in this magic fantasy world where she was somehow in the past in some hot suit. You're only assuming that he's hot. She never actually... Oh, wait, there's a portrait, right? There's a portrait of him. Right. So she's assuming that this young, handsome guy from the past has this bizarre time-traveling love for her. And I just want to say, and this is a message... For Caroline King, is that her name? Is that the author's name? Uh, Caroline George. Caroline George. I have a message for Caroline George. And for Caroline George only. You did us so dirty. (laughs) You led me to believe that there was going to be a time travel scene. And I was ready to believe it. It's not easy to get somebody to believe something crazy in a novel. And I was so ready. I was so willing to believe that Josie had time traveled. And I was waiting for that moment. Was she going to somehow time travel through this old house? I don't know. I just thought Mm -hmm. it was going to happen. And it never did. And I was very disappointed. Yeah, I felt very led on. um, And I... I was so disappointed by the ending of this book. There's no time travel. There's no explanation 
for how he met this girl who looks exactly like Josie, acts just like her, wears even the same tokens that she wears, down to like little bees on her dress. I needed an explanation. Like, and then all the stuff leading up to of like, we can't find you anywhere. No one's heard of you. Like, yeah, of course she time travel. No, there's no explanation. And I'm wildly upset about it. <laughs> yeah, I feel like, not to bring fan fiction back into this, but like, <laughs> where's the fan fiction where she travels back in time? Because I would read that. And just, it didn't even end, it didn't end well. Like, it didn't feel satisfactory when you read the ending. You didn't feel satisfied. And maybe somebody read this and felt completely satisfied. And you're an exception, apparently. But... I did not. <laughs> yeah, I I feel like if we had had an explanation of why he had met someone so similar that I would have felt more satisfied with the same ending, you know? Yes, and I think Elias has some mental problems because, <laughs> like, why else would he meet this girl one time and then write her a billion love letters? Like, literally professing his love for her and intention to marry her. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it is, it's kind of, it's, she sparked an entire novel. Like, it just, and then, yeah, there was no follow-through with all these thoughts that were put into our head. Yeah. I think, too, part of it is he was grieving his distant father's death. Um, so he chose to focus on this one encounter, whether it was real or not. But, yeah, I, I do think he was a little hyper fixated on this woman to kind of a creepy level. And, and to be fair, I'm not in the, I, I'm not really in the context. I'm not living in, you know, the Regency era, um, where people just get married on, you know, after like a month. So... <laughs> I don't really have that context to, to speak from, but it, it, it seemed a little odd. That is for sure. Um, Mr. Darcy would never, in my opinion. <laughs> no, yeah. Mr. Darcy is on a different level than Elias, and even if Mr. Darcy did become obsessed with um, Elizabeth, he would not have written an entire novel for her or um, a billion love letters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, also the fact that he kept the letters even after he got married kind of sus to me, honestly. It's definitely sus, and like you said, Lorelai cried herself into love with this guy. Mm -hmm. Like, she loved him and then basically was like, I will never leave this house, so either love me or love me. Yeah, love me or damage my reputation forever. <laughs> like, accept me into your house forever, and that is just it. So. Yeah. She's well, just she a. She got her happy ending. She she got her happy ending. <laughs> Speaking yeah, of, let's exactly. let's let's jump into um, people's happily ever afters at the end of this book. This book was no by no means a fairy tale, but that we had a lot of different uh, relationships at play in this book. We had Josie and Oliver, Josie and Elias slash Josephine and Elias, uh, Elias and Lorelai, and then. Faith and Noah, who, if you don't quite remember, Faith is Josie's best friend. Basically her sister. So, 
Obviously, as we said, Lorelai got her happy ending. She married the man she loved, who she'd known all her life. She got what she wanted. Um, Elias kind of didn't get his happy ending. I mean, he got a wife. Um, he was in want of a wife, and he got a wife. Um, it's not the wife he wanted. <laughs> um, but I wouldn't say he got a happy ending. I think he got a neutral ending. Neither bad nor good. Um, and I think Josie did get a happy ending. Um, I think that even though Oliver wasn't her first choice, I think that he was a really good choice. I didn't feel that way about Lorelai and Elias. I thought that she was just kind of a choice. But I did like Oliver, even though he wasn't Elias. He wasn't my first choice either, but um, I do think that he brings out a lot of good things in her, so I do think that they both got their happy endings. I think Faith got her happy ending. Uh, She is going to have that job in Italy, and she is going to be working on herself and what she wants. And Noah did not get his happy ending. He wanted to be married in like two years, (laughs) which I was like, ooh, you're 18. Ugh. Like, go being 18 and going to college and trying to get married is so stressful to me. Like, I just, I can't even fathom. Like, you have classes and you're like, uh, I help, babe, I got homework, sorry, I can't do housework. What? <laughs> like, I just can't fathom. Um, personally, that's my opinion. But, yeah, what do you think about everyone's happily ever afters? Right. Um, we know since everybody from the past is dead that it seems Lorelai got everything that she ever wanted. And Elias just sort of said, okay, fine, you have twisted my arm long enough and I am tired. So, yes. And yep. in need of a wife and an heir? Probably. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> no. If he doesn't want to go through the hassle of what right. he went through. I hope she had a terrible ending. I hope that she and this young boyfriend broke up horribly and that she never finds love again. (laughs) Yeah, she just seems to disappear. Her mom is so toxic. She really is. Yeah, no. So, yeah, there's not many happy endings in this story. And so if you're reading this book expecting to be completely, like, just so satisfied by the ending and that you're expecting time travel, this is not the book for you. No. Yeah, I would agree. Um, Speaking of Josie's mom, should we talk about, you know, some parallels between the novel Josephine's mom and Josie's mom in present day? 
Josephine's mom in the novel, written about by Elias or Oliver? Ooh, I think the bad parts are written by Oliver. <laughs> That's sad. Okay, so then, <laughs> yes, I would say that the parallels that have been drawn are not that coincidental then, because Oliver mm-hmm. does know a thing or two about Josie in her life. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, the mom in uh, the novel, in the novel written by Elias slash Oliver, the mother runs off with Sebastian, who's this young dude, and marries him because they were lovers and mm-hmm. whatever. Just like Josie's creepy mom married, not marrying, dating this like young dude in real mm-hmm. life. So there was that. Yeah, and she also just has no care for her daughter. Um, barely checks in with her, barely talks to her, only wants to talk about, you know, where are you living? What are you doing? I'm ha- I have a boyfriend. Okay, bye. Don't burn anything down. Um, and Josephine's mom is also kind of cold towards her, has no trust in her, kind of decides her life for her, and then wrecks her life for her by marrying Sebastian, who Josephine was supposed to marry, um, and thus kind of ruining Josephine's reputation forever. Um, but yeah, I feel like there were a lot of, of parallels there, but yes, pointing out that Oliver probably wrote that part, it, it's not that coincidental at all. No, yeah. It, unfortunately, Oliver's hands ruined all of this novel. Yes. Um... So now that we've talked a lot about Elias and Oliver, um, I would love to talk about our love triangle that we have going on and who we would pick. Um, I already know our answers, but um, yeah, I just made a pro-con list that I'd like to walk through with you guys and then hear Evelyn's thoughts and kind of duke it out. So... starting off Elias starting strong in the pro category he's romantic he's mature he is a true gentleman he's very trusting of Josephine from the first encounter enough to fall in love with her so he's got some really strong pros columns he's got you know the creative side which is very appealing to Josie Um, but then we got to get into the cons so first off Elias is dead. Pause for laughter. Um, <laughs> he he settles. He gives up in the end after this, you know, almost heroic, like, search for Josephine. is just, in the end, is like, ah, whatever. I'm just done fighting. And just gives up on this search. Even though we find in the book that he finds out that she might just be, like, two towns over. And he's like, whatever, I'm just not even going to go look at this point. Which I was like, ah, (laughs) so frustrating. Um, And then also, even though he's super trusting her from the beginning, he clings onto this one experience he had with this girl. And it, like, wrecks his life, basically, for the next year or so that we read these letters. And it just felt very, you know toxic of him to have that trait um but that's what I had for Elias um for Oliver in the pros category he's alive which is great for him uh he's 
quirky. He's very helpful and fun and gets Josie out of the house, gets her to integrate into the community, and really brings out her fun side, gets her away from the house, away from getting sucked into these letters and this novel, and really shows her how to have a life outside of it. Um, he does take on a very huge undertaking by writing the rest of the novel, which even though I don't agree that he should have done, it was a big thing and a helpful thing for him to do because it was good for Josie in the moment. And uh, he also writes letters to Josie as we see in the end of the novel to kind of continue that love of the written word that they have and, you know, writing little notes to each other in the end. So I really like that about him. Um, <laughs> cons for him, for Oliver, he's not Elias. He never will be. Disappointing. Um, he is not great about sharing his feelings up front. He's kind of wishy-washy, kind of lurks about when he gets uncomfy he kind of leaves but then he's also way too eager like I just remember this part in the book where Josie like drives up to the house and he like sprints towards her like and like vaults like a stone wall and I was just like whoa buddy chill you don't even really know her yet so those are kind of my pros, cons for Elias and Oliver. Did you have anything you wanted to add or talk about? Um, no, I'm very interested to see now who you're choosing to be your um, <laughs> fictional boyfriend out of these two. Yeah, to choose to be my fictional boyfriend if I had to choose, obviously Elias. But um, for Josie, I would pick Oliver personally. Whoa, wait a second. I just thought of something. Mm-hmm. The parallel between them is that they both settled. He yeah. Settles for Lorelai and she settles for Oliver. I literally. You didn't get that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that was like my first thought when I finished the book. <laughs> they both settled. Yes. <laughs> uh, he's not Elias. No, I choose Elias. Clearly, I choose mm-hmm. Elias. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel. Um, a little bit more just about the book before I wrap everything up. Did you see the ending coming at all? Which part of the ending? That she would end up at all with Oliver. Yeah, I, I definitely felt it coming, but I just hoped it wasn't going to because I wanted her to end up with a lot. Like, I was waiting for that moment of time travel, and as we got closer mm-hmm. to the end, I'm like, Great, she's gonna be with Oliver. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What about I, I definitely saw it pretty early on. Um, when I think the first time they like went out for dinner or something, I was like, of course, now she's gonna end up with this boy. <laughs> I was like, great, great. I'm not invested in him at all. I don't care about him. Yeah. Yeah. I think by the end, I was definitely a lot more invested in Oliver and less so in Elias. Um, but that's just me, personally. I definitely could feel his kind of spirit fading from her life, even though she seemed to be more invested. Like, he seemed to be drawing away. And um, Oliver was definitely, you know, there for her and um, 
working her through all this stuff and being a friend for her. So, I don't know. I liked both the boys. I didn't not like either of them. You know, like, with Hunger Games, I was like, I hate Gale. He's the worst. He can die in a hole. I don't care. Um, But with this, I liked both options, which is not a option I find in a lot of books. Yeah. Because at least there's some sort of happy ending for Josie. In, yeah. In your opinion. But. In my opinion. Yeah. I was still disappointed, but it was okay. I felt like this was like, know. yeah, I feel like this is like the ending of like, um, uh, what was La La Land? It's just like meant to be disappointing. <laughs> so I will not watch that movie because don't ruin the ending for me, and that just makes me really sad. I hated that movie right from the get-go, but, you know, that's yeah. just me. Unpopular opinion. <laughs> this is not good. Anyway, attack me in the comments. But anyways, guys, that about wraps it up for Dearest Josephine. So, who's ready for next month's book? I am. I've already started reading it, and I'm really liking it. Really? <laughs> yeah. I I put up a note in my book of where I really got hooked, like a certain line in it, and I'm I'm very excited to to see where you get really hooked into it. But this guys was a listener suggestion. Our first listener suggestion for the podcast for what book we are going to be reading. So very excited to announce that we are going to be reading The Historian by Elizabeth Costava. It was written in 2005. And it's a little bit different from what we normally do. It is not a romance and it is not a dystopian novel. It's wild. That is wild. <laughs> so I'm really excited to go through this book with you guys, talk about it, and we'll see what comes of it. But it's a bit of a, a, a heftier novel, so I would highly suggest picking up your copy as soon as possible and start diving in because there's a lot to get through, but it, it goes by fast. Wait, so, what's the genre? I would say uh, it's fiction, fantasy, historical, gothic. I think it takes place in like the 70s and 40s or something. But it's kind of similar to Dearest Josephine in that you're kind of reading two different plots at the same time. Okay. But I find it, it's been very interesting. I've been thoroughly enjoying it so far. Cool. No, I'm excited to pick up my copy. So anyways, guys, that is our book for September. So grab that as soon as possible and stay tuned for updates on our social media. You can follow us on Instagram at TurnUpTheVolumes. You can find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash TurnUpTheVolumesPodcast. You can follow us on Twitter at TUTV underscore podcast. And you can email us questions, concerns, suggestions, and memes to TurnUpTheVolumes at gmail.com. Anyways, everybody, that is the last episode of Dearest Josephine, and we will see you next month for... The Historian. Bye, guys.